Hello everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Mama Don't Break. My name is Shelby, I am your host today. It is August 9th, 2021. The smoke is finally starting to clear up a little bit here in Washington, so me and my son can breathe again. If you have been following along with me on social media, you will know that it's been kind of a struggle, especially for my little boy, to be able to breathe lately with all these wildfires going on. So we've gotten a little bit of relief the last couple days, which has been nice. However, I have been struggling a little bit with some depression as of late, so figured that would be a good thing to talk about today. If you guys aren't following me on social media, please check it out. My handle is at mama underscore don't underscore break. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I even got a YouTube channel, you guys. I am official now, even though I have yet to put up a video. I will be putting one up this week, so if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, I would greatly appreciate it if you could. My video that I will be putting up is about how to start working with small brands on social media. And if, even if you don't have a whole lot of followers, there are brands out there that need you to try their products and give honest reviews on them. And that's the best way to start working with brands. So I give a little bit of a tutorial on that and that should be up this week. As soon as I'm done editing it, I will get that up for you. So please go and subscribe. My channel is Mama Don't Break. I just wanted to get that name before anyone else grabbed it up. But I do plan on making at least monthly YouTube videos, if not more than monthly. Just kind of see how much time I have between every platform that I'm working on right now. It has been kind of a crazy time in my life. I've been having to adjust to working again. I went back to work. After two years of being a stay-at-home mom with Nathan, I decided it was time. I went back to work 40 hours a week and Nathan is now in daycare. And it is good. It's very good for us. I know he is having a lot of fun with his friends and I love my job, but it is hard. It is hard to adjust to being apart from each other. We are so used to being with each other all day, every day. And now my baby's away from me most of the day. When I pick him up, it's dinner time, bath time, bedtime. And the only days we get to be together all day is the weekends and that's when I have to get chores done and I mean yes we do spend a lot of time together just not as much as we used to so it's become an adjustment for both of us and between that and just a lot of stuff in my personal life I've been I've been struggling I've gone through a bit of a depression episode the last week and I've battled with depression all my life and so it's nothing new to me that When I get depressed, I tend to stay depressed for about a week or so and then kind of climb up out of it. And it's just a matter of learning how to cope now. I never used to have good coping skills, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better as I've gotten older. Especially becoming a mom has definitely helped me to start learning how to handle things as they come at you a little bit more gracefully. I, uh, guess I can go all the way back to the beginning when I was a child I tried to commit suicide at a very young age and I still don't know if that 
was an attempt on my life or if it was more of a cry for help. I feel like a lot of the times in my life that I've self-harmed, it was more of a cry for help than actually wanting to die. But I still remember it was over something now that seems so silly, but at the time it felt like my world was crashing down. I have always been friends more with boys. I just get along better with men. And I've always wanted to fit in and be, I've been a tomboy all my life, but a lot of the times the guys, you know, wanted their boy time. They didn't want a girl tagging along. And I had a friend who I thought was my best friend. And I won't say his name on here out of respect for him in case he ever hears this, but I really thought he was my best friend. And I spoke so highly of him to everybody. And I remember walking up behind him one day at school and just hearing him say the meanest things about me. And I knew he wasn't kidding. He turned around and his face went white. He didn't know I heard it all. And then it dawned on him that I was there the whole time. And he knew. He knew he hurt me. And I just, I ran. I I ran home and, uh, well, ran to the bus. And then the bus took me home. But I was crying the whole way. And I got home and I was just crying and crying. And I felt so alone. I just remember that feeling of feeling like nobody would understand my pain. You know, and being 13 years old and feeling pain, it's its a new feeling because you're so used to being a child. And when you're a child, I feel like you're more resilient to pain. You adjust better. But as you hit that puberty stage and you start getting those hormones, pain becomes more of a real thing to you. You start feeling it in your heart more. And I feel like I just didn't handle it in a very good manner. I probably should have gone to my mom and told her what was going on first and asked to talk to somebody. But at the time, I didn't know that. I was young. And I had depression. And I've always battled with mental illness, but I didn't know it at the time that I was different. I've always had this, I guess, this longing to stand out even though I wanted to fit in. I don't know if that makes sense. I've always known that I was different. I've always known there was something about me and I never, I've always wanted to, to stand out in the crowd. I want people to notice me. I want that attention. But at the same time, I also want to fit in. I want people to accept me and I want to feel like everybody loves me as much as I love them. And it's taken me almost 30 years to realize that's an impossible goal. But again, at 13, it was so real to me. So I ended up going outside and I was just crying and crying and I looked down at the ground and I see this razor blade and it was rusted looking back I'm glad I didn't get tetanus but I ended up picking that razor blade up and I self-harmed for the first time on my wrist and it wasn't very deep but it was deep enough to where it was concerning and I went into my mom and said mom I need to show you something and she was busy on the computer. She said, I'm, I'm busy right now. But I said, Mom, I need to show you something. And she could tell my voice something was wrong. And she looked up and her face just kind of went white. And she didn't know what to do or what to say. And she did the best thing that she thought at the moment for me. And that was to take me to the hospital. And I will never hold it against my mother. I know that she, as mom now especially, I know that that's, that would be my instinct too. But she had no idea that the place that I would be taken to was not beneficial to me in any way, shape, or form. 
I ended up getting taken to a hospital and put on a 5150, which means I'm a danger to myself and others. And I was transported to basically a psychiatric ward. It was a mental hospital where there was just a lot of people who I can definitely say did belong there and I did not. Um, it was it was a, a very traumatic experience in my life to have to go through that and not be able to leave and feel like I was being told I was crazy when all I really needed was someone to talk to and someone to tell me that I wasn't alone and that there was there was hope. So I ended up being in that place for a week and when I got out I still battled with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and I ended up uh, attempting on my life a couple more times in my teenage years and, and cutting most of my teenage years and feeling this desire to either feel some physical pain rather than my emotional pain or I eventually led to drug use where I wanted to mask the pain and not feel anything at all by just using drugs and covering it up. And both of those coping mechanisms, I know now that I know that is not healthy in any way, shape, or form. I know this. But at the time, it's all I knew. It was the only way that I knew that I found temporary relief from my feelings of sadness. And this is why I can relate to people now, to especially teenagers now, who go through this, who feel like they are so alone in the world, and I want them to know that they're not, that it's just a phase, really, and I hated hearing that when I was growing up, but it really is. Everything in our life is phases, if you think about it. Any time period in our life that we thought was the worst of the worst, it was just a phase because eventually it did pass. Even things such as, you know, grieving and losing somebody, I know the pain of it never gets better, but over time you learn how to handle it better and that phase of your life becomes a learning experience if you let it. And this is why I want to reach out to people and I want to connect with these people that I know feel the same way that I did at one point in my life. Because now, especially now being a mom, there's no way I could hurt myself. I even think about it sometimes, like just just thinking, hey, would you ever self-harm again? And I cringe. I cringe thinking about it. And I cringe thinking, oh my goodness, what if my son ever feels so lonely and so desperate that he self-harms and it breaks my heart like there's other ways out there to deal with things and that granted I'm still learning I am still learning I have had to deal with anger management all my life and coping skills and just figuring out that balance of emotions and I think it has taken me a lot longer than most people simply because I masked it for so long with my drug use If you haven't seen my last or heard my last episode, it explains my drug use a little bit more in detail. And I feel like that did stunt my emotional growth. But at the same time, I am now able to interact and connect with people of all age groups, I feel like, because of that. Because I'm almost 30, but yet I'm kind of more mature in some senses, but I'm also kind of immature in some senses. And that's okay with me. I feel like I have a lot to grow and learn on, and I'm okay with that. I can accept that. But now, rather than self-harm or go towards drug use, I would rather learn healthier ways of coping and dealing with my anger as it comes in or dealing with that sadness or that pain as it comes in. And granted, 
I still mess up sometimes. I still have times where, well, not with self-harm, but I still have times where I start yelling or I start, you know, I have a, a breakdown. And honestly, though, I'm starting to learn that a good cry once in a while is healthy. It is good for the soul. This week, I had one of those. I reached my, my breaking point for this phase, I guess you could say, of my life. And I, I broke down and I had a good cry. And I needed it. And that is okay. And I felt so much better after. And the next day, I was able to face life again and be like, you know what? I'm going to put my big girl panties on and we are gonna, we're going to do this. Because shit happens in life. It does. And sometimes the shit's worse than other shit but either way you know you can either let it sit on your ass and burn all day or you can try and wipe it up and keep going you know that was a really weird analogy but I think it actually really worked I think that really worked but I will say a big reason that the suicidal stuff did take a turn in my life wasn't just Nathan I have lost a couple friends to suicide and it took that happening for me to realize that it's not something to take lightly. It's not something that you go and say you're going to do if you aren't really going to do it, if that makes sense. And if you've never battled with self-harm, you may not understand that, but if you have battled with self-harm, I feel like you you know what I mean when I say that a lot of the times it's not suicidal tendencies, it's a cry for help. It's wanting someone to just care and wanting to hear your life is worthy. And I know it, it sounds almost twisted to people that have never battled this disease of depression but to those of us who have felt that heavy about our worth in this world it makes perfect sense because we just want to feel validated and we want to feel wanted and honestly I've learned the best way for that is to go to therapy therapy is not a bad word I love my therapist it has taken me many years to find one that actually works for me but I love my therapist and I mean he technically told me I've graduated so I don't really need him anymore but he's just a phone call away if I do need him and I I I hold that dear to me I do I feel like it's almost like a friendship like if I need him he is there and his job is to give me better coping skills and better ways of dealing with things and I feel like he's really done that for me it's taken years of therapy and it's taken Prozac. I am not ashamed to say that I do need medication and that is okay. Some people just need it for that chemical balance in their brain. I am one of those people. And when I don't take my meds, there's consequences. I end up getting emotional. I end up becoming a little bit more unstable. And I try and remember that too. When I do miss a day, I realize, oh wait, this is why I'm acting this way. Don't forget to take your medicine. So, I don't know who needs to hear this, but go take your medicine. It's nothing to be ashamed of, you guys. We are all human, and we all have feelings, we all have emotions, and we all have to learn how to deal with them and how to cope with them. So, I'm interested to know on how you guys handle your emotions. How do you deal when things come at you in life that just feel really heavy and really strong and almost overwhelming? I'm curious what you guys do. And my email is mama don't break at gmail.com. Mama don't break at gmail.com. Just send me an email. Let me know what you like to do when things get rough in your life. And I would love to read them. I do use anything that you guys send me through emails as inspiration for my content. 
and I would just, I, I don't know, I'd like to hear your ideas because for me, I really enjoy social media. It has become my outlet, and I know that may sound silly to some people, but I just joined social media in April of 2021. I've always had it in the past, but I never really used it. I was more of a watcher than a doer, and I feel like after I hit this this point in my life of realizing that I could reach out and connect with people that have gone through the same things I have and let them know that they're not alone, I decided the best way to do that would be to get onto social media. And since doing that, I feel like I have met so many people, so many wonderful people all over the world who have. They have gone through similar situations as I have and they know how I feel and they know how to deal with these things as they come in my life because they've been there and they can relate. And I think that's the beauty of social media. Yes, there are some downfalls to social media. Of course, there's a lot of downfalls. I could talk all day about the trolling and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, the reason that I keep my social media and the reason I keep doing what I'm doing now is because of the people that I'm aiming to help. And then in return, they end up helping me. It's really, it is a two-way street. Anytime, I feel like anytime someone comes forward and says that my story helped them or touched them, honestly, writing that story was therapeutic to me. And then hearing that from them is therapeutic to me. And a lot of the times I develop friendship with you guys and become a part of my daily life. You know, you guys come in my lives every day on TikTok and we connect and we talk and we relate about things that we all are going through. So it's really important to me to remind you guys on those days that you're feeling alone, that you are not. You are not alone. There's someone out there that has been through it. And the best way that I cope now is to turn my crappy days and my crappy depressive episodes into content. I use it as fuel for my fire. I use it for inspiration. And usually the week after a depressive episode, I end up making some amazing content because I go back at it full force and I don't let the world bring me down because if I let the world bring me down and I let the haters win then what's the point right what's the point there is none so I really I don't know I just hope I hope you learned something today I hope you heard something today that could maybe help either yourself or someone you know And just understand, I think I brought it up in my last episode, that you never know what other people are going through. You don't. You don't know if someone is having a terrible time in their life or if they're going through something super personal. So just try and treat others with kindness. And if they're not treating you with kindness first, that's not necessarily an excuse or a green light to just be rude back. Just try and think, maybe they're going through a rough time right now. And kill them with kindness. And I am guilty of it. You guys, at 1,000%, I am guilty of it. When I'm in a bad mood, I tend to affect those around me. When other people are in bad moods and take it out on me, I tend to snap at them. And it's something that I'm continuously working on, is holding my tongue and realizing that maybe people are going through a little bit more than I know. And not to take everything so personal and not to take everything at face value and just understand that just like me, You may be having a bad day too. You may be going through something that you're not talking about either. I can't sit there and selfishly think that I'm the only one that has private issues that I go through. So with that, I want to just say goodnight. Happy Mama Monday. 
I'm hoping to be able to make these episodes for you every Monday and keep pushing them out. I really hope to see you guys on my lives and TikTok. And if you're not following me again, my handle is at mama underscore don't underscore break. Mama don't break. Just a couple underscores in there. Sorry to confuse you with the underscores. If you want to email me, there is no underscores. It's just mama don't break at gmail.com. I really hope to hear, well, see, hear. I don't do either with you guys. I hope to have you hear me next week, if that makes sense. Ha! And in the meantime, don't be judgy. Go have a wonderful week. I love each and every one of you.